Welcome back to season two of the Wickham Wanderers podcast. We're going to be uploading every single week during lockdown with brand new interviews and chats from some of Wickham's greatest players of the modern era. Not only this, but we're launching opportunities over on our Patreon page where you can support us and gain early access to all future episodes before anyone else, bonus podcasts no one else will listen to, and even feature on one of our shows if you fancy yourself. So feel free to check that out. If not, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just like that, we're back with a brand new episode and today I'm currently joined by former chair boy Gary Thompson. Gary, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, no worries. Uh, hope you're all safe and well. Um, nice to be a part of it. In modern day football, you don't often see academy graduates break through their first club and achieve the success like you have. I'm a big non-league fan myself and especially these days, getting into the Football League is no easy task. Uh, to give some context to the Wickham viewers, uh, Morecambe top goal scorer in the 06-07 season, sending them to the Football League for the first time in their history. What was it like as a player uh, on that day when you helped them make history, uh, winning 2-1 against Exeter in the playoff final? Well, yeah, I mean, first first of all, thanks for that. It was a, <laughs> it's a nice introduction. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, playing Morecambe was my local club. You know, I um, it's 20 minutes up the road. Um, I was, I was I've been there since I was probably 18 years old. I've been at Preston, I let go as a schoolboy. And... Um, they kind of fell out of love with football, I think. Uh, I think a lot of people who leave academy football, you know, it's hard to get back into it, find that motivation. And I was lucky enough to uh, be invited down to training and the rest of this, as I say, is kind of history, really. I, um, they obviously, I obviously stood out. I played a reserve game. I remember playing a reserve game at Everton. Um, and yeah, and then I kind of signed with the reserves and played for the reserves quite, uh, quite a few weeks. and. And I was, I was kind of a year ahead of um, the academy boys when they first started. Mm. I'd already been at college for a year. Um, but it kind of came at the right time. But, you know, that, that day was one of the best memories in football, I think. Um, coming from non-league to, to go to the new Wembley, play, playing them surroundings. Um, I had all my friends and family. I think we had two or three busloads of people come down to watch, which is obviously added pressure as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but to then go on and, and play a part as, as big as I did really to score and then some say it was a clearance but it's definitely an assist for the, for the winner <laughs> um, yeah it's just what dreams are made of really I think every young boy has, has a dream or aspirations to play at the national stadium or to play professional football and it was my kind of first introduction into all that kind of stuff the reality of you come back from the off-season, you're going to be going into the Football League. I was 26 at the time as well, so I was, pretty, I was quite late in terms of uh, stepping into the Football League. Um, but from that, from that sort of moment, I grabbed it with both hands and, and, and didn't want to let it go too easily. So I worked as hard as I could to make sure that um, it lasted. And I went on to have 10, 11, 12 great years in, in the Football League and I absolutely loved every minute of it. So you played a little bit in the football league with uh, um, Morecambe after getting them promoted. Then you took the decision to move to Scunthorpe. Uh, what was it like moving to a new club after playing at Morecambe for you know your entire career up to that point? Hard. It was hard. Um, you kind of get used to the surroundings, the people, you know, um, everything really. And what what kind of I'd had a few I had a couple of offers. I Bradford had come in for me and, and scumped off and showed a bit of an, an interest in Rotherham. And um I just felt I just thought to myself at my age if I don't make the decision to move, um, I'll probably regret it. So it was hard, you know, it'd been a massive part of my life for nine years. 
um, more so with, with being in the academy. So you're talking best part of a decade at one football club with, with predominantly similar lads. So Dave Perkins, who went on and, and left, I think, a year after what, what I did, or maybe it's just before me. So it was a really tough decision, you know, because I had to make decisions to move, not only to move away from the football club, but personally to move away from uh, Kendall, friends, family, uh, girlfriend who, who I lived with. was, um, You know, I had to make that decision. It was probably the first time it was a selfish decision that I needed to do it for myself. So it was, it was really, really hard. But it was made easier by the conversation, the meeting I had with, um, with the manager at Scunthorpe, Nigel Atkins. Um, just calmed me down straight away, really, to be honest. I think you could tell I was a little bit nervous, um, a little bit out of my comfort zone. And yeah, he just took me right back to the basics, really. And, I went on to have a sort of fantastic sort of four years, and it's, yeah, it was definitely the best move I made at the time. It was definitely the right one for myself and my career. You gained promotion to the championship at Scunthorpe, and in just a few seasons, you'd fully established yourself as a, a football league winger. Did life in general change from starting from non-league, and then you're now playing in the big time of the championship? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's hard really because I'm from a small town in Kendall, and there's, never, there's not been anybody played in the football league. Um, so from that point of view, uh, people started to, you know, I was in the local paper quite a lot if I'd scored and sort of my profile kind of lifted in the local area. But um, yeah, I mean, it didn't really change me as a person, really. It was just, I was just doing what I love and I would have carried on doing that wherever I played, whether it be, I'd say that Markham and played in, you know, in non-league or wherever. I just loved my football and I was just lucky enough that we started to play at some amazing grounds and play against some amazing players. Um, and yeah, them first them two seasons in the championship were probably two of my favourites also, you know, some of the grounds we went to, some of the some of the moments, some of the places I scored some of my goals and yeah, it was just brilliant. And to come from that non league background I think was I was kinda of like, Well if I'm doing it, anybody can kinda of do it, you know, because mm. all it was down to was just a lot of hard work and I never say die kind of attitude, not to let it slip through my fingers. So, yeah, it changed. Changed obviously in terms of, you know, I didn't get home as much. You strip it back, and it was just football. That's all. That's all I um I ever used to think when I went into games. It's just a game of football. So, yeah, absolutely loved it to be honest. So after spells at uh, Bradford and Notts County, Gareth Ainsworth brought you to Wickham. Uh, how did you first hear uh, that you're wanted by the club? Did Did Gareth have a chat with you, convince you to join of sorts? Well, uh, obviously during my time at Scunthorpe, I'd, um, I played with Paul Hayes and um, we'd spoken after the Notts County season. I'd finished top score, unfortunately got relegated. I had a few people, me and Paul had the same agent, but me and Paul stayed in contact. Um, right throughout our career, we still do to this day. Um, he was one of my best, you know, one of my great friends in football. He's a great lad. And he just reached out and just said, you know, there could be potentially, what would you, how would you feel about moving down? Obviously, I had my reservations, moving down to Wickham, um, moving further afield from where I call home, which was Kendall, obviously. But once I spoke to Gareth and in the direction he wanted to take the club and his enthusiasm, and right from day one when I first spoke to him, I was like, yeah, that's the guy I want to come and play for. So, obviously, sacrifices to... To, to move down and I could have moved to some clubs closer to home but 
had a gut feeling that it was um, it was the right move. And like I say, once I spoke to Gareth and, and everything like that, or the gaffer, should I say, um, I knew it was a place I wanted to come to. So you were a key figure for Wickham for, for two seasons, rarely missing a game. Uh, you've mentioned about Paul Hayes. Um, who else were your closest friends at the club? Uh, did anyone help you settle in particularly well? Sam Wooden, massively um, influential. Um, you know, I can't thank him enough for how much he, um, he looked out for me and, and not looked out for me. He was just always there. You know, I had a place to stay. I could go and stay with him go out for dinner so I never felt like I was um, on my own because I lived obviously I didn't know anybody moving to the moving down here um, but then you know what it's like pre-season you're in, you're in each other's pocket um, close to a good bond with um, with obviously I knew Paul I travelled in with him but Sam Wood uh, JJ and, and Blooms definitely were the four or five boys who um, still in contact with them to you know, to this day now, um, great friends. Um, they helped me a lot. You know, I think they, they all kind of recognised that I was away from home. And other than uh, them guys, I didn't really have anybody down here because my wife worked away from home. She worked back up in Lee, so I spent quite a lot of time on my own. So yeah, people like Sam Wood and and his and that really reached out and helped me. And this day, I can't thank them enough for, for doing that because. Once you become settled and feel better off the pitch, it, it, it helps you on the pitch. And yeah, absolutely. Like I say, I turned, turned in, I, was, I had my, my doubts, obviously, to begin with, moving to a new place, didn't know anybody and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, from right from the end of pre-season, that first game, I think it was York at home where we won. I was just like, yeah, I made the right decision. And, and um, yeah, like I said, I thoroughly loved and tried my time down at Wickham. There was a particular goal you scored uh, at White Hart Lane. I'm sure you might... I figured I was going to bring this up. Uh, scoring the eighth, 83rd minute uh, FA Cup goal against Spurs. Despite the result, uh, that moment will live long in the memory of many Wickham fans. Uh, personally, I've never come close to scoring against Tottenham in the FA Cup. Uh, so I'd love to know what the feeling was like where, when you saw that header went in. Well, I think you can tell from my reaction after I scored it. I was just like kind of stunned, shocked. Didn't know what to, kind of what to do to myself because I'm not going to lie, I wasn't, I wasn't in the best of moods because I hadn't started the game. Um, but yeah, all them kind of feelings were put to one side and it was just pure pure adrenaline and emotion and just um you know, it kind of you felt like one of the fans, you know, the fans are so so loyal and so behind you and the noise they made for the whole game and you know, we were two nil up and it sort of ebbed and flowed so much that it was just a bit like you know, we could kind of, we could actually do this because we were two obviously two nil up. They pegged it back to 2-2 and then to get the goal, he just kind of they went down to 10 men as well and you're just like, this could be one of like, the mm. biggest upsets in, in the FA Cup for, you know, in, in kind of history. Mm. Away at Tottenham, yeah, you go to these grounds and you hope you, you can hope you can play your part in, in any kind of way. Uh, but, to, you know, Westie's been unbelievable, hasn't he? And he's just stood the ball up and, yeah, I don't think I've scored a header quite like it in my, yeah, in my life. Cracking header. To be yeah. honest, it was just one of them moments gifted to you by the footballing gods I think and I just managed to get made on it and could have gone anywhere but luckily for me it's gone in the far corner and yeah I was actually pretty tired after that to be honest because I think I ran the full length of the pitch and then <laughs> my adrenaline I was then kind of we had about six or seven minutes to try and hold on if not longer with with, um, with the extra time so yeah I thought my head felt, legs felt a bit heavy for the next about five five or six minutes but 
Yeah, like I say, I mean, Paul, Paul Hazy will say the same thing, you know, they're just the moments that you look back on now with, with great pride and joy, you know, that you were able to do something like that in, in a game like that and give not just yourself and your family, but, you know, the, the football club and especially the fans, give them that jubilation. I get messages to this day now, you know, it's the greatest, greatest goal I've ever celebrated in terms of what it kind of meant to everybody and, and, and to be able to have done that to, the people and all our fans was something very special for me definitely definitely agree with that one of the the biggest goals we've seen in a certainly the, the last decade as well uh, at Wickham uh, after football um, I believe you've been studying for your coaching badges uh, you've had a short stint in management have you got plans of uh, what's next for you yeah I mean um, went into the obviously went into the thing with uh, at Bradford Park Avenue it wasn't it didn't didn't um, turn out how I wanted it to but it hasn't disturbed my my um, my drive to to do that, you know, it's more than anything, it's probably um, give me more of a um, a reason to get back into it and and um, really push forward with that. But um, at the moment, I've got my um, me and my friend have set up an academy back up in Kendall, a GT Seven Academy, which is going from strength to strength. Um, we have 130 kids come a week, um, which enables me to kind of pass on my knowledge and, and and everything I've got in football, you know, how to coach the young kids. That's where I see myself at the moment is, is just passing on that. And I absolutely love it. Um, it certainly helped when I decided to make the decision to, to stop playing football. I'd already got that in place. Um, so the two kind of married together really once, once I kind of filtered out of playing professionally and playing at all. Uh, to have that um, definitely, definitely helped me 100%. Um, and it's just going from strength to strength. I'm, I'm loving planning and, and, and where we're going to take it. You know, we're going to open a girls part of it and then we're looking to do something else with it as well. So it's just going from strength to strength. It's just become its own kind of animal, really, um, which is great. And um, I'm, I can, if I have any advice to anybody, any footballers out there, is, is put things in place while you're playing. It certainly does make it easy once you come out of a full time game, absolutely. I've got an online business, it's called. Um, Healthy Human. It's uh, reusable uh, water, water bottles and, and flasks and things like that, um, which has kind of come out of nowhere, really. I just wanted I wanted to look at something that that was online that I could manage, you know, from home. And it was just something that at first was just going to be like an online kind of business, and it's kind of taken off really and become it's, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is something else that I've been throwing my time into. Um, I've sent them out to obviously some of the boys listening. I asked um, obviously Bayo with his with his followers and his and his influence in the game, just getting people to help out really and get the brand out there more than you can do just off your own kind of social media. Um, that's something I've been doing for the last sort of eighteen months, which is enjoyable, but it's a little bit different to kicking a ball around. I must admit. And if the opportunity arises, do you reckon you'll get back into management again one day? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would never shy away from the opportunity. Um, absolutely not. You know, you look at, you know, the, the likes of what the gaffer at Wickham's achieved. You know, with, with with his drive and his never say die attitude and leading from the front and, and wanting people to step out onto the pitch and play for him. <clears throat> I definitely feel that their qualities, learning from him and all the other managers I've, I've been lucky enough to play under, I certainly think I've got something to give back to the game, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, I mean, like I say, at the moment, I'm happy where I'm happy with what I'm doing. If if that um, moment arises, and I've got it with both hands, and I give it my all to make sure it was, I was successful. Um, absolutely. So I'd never, I'd never ever turn a, an opportunity down because you know it's a chance to get back into the into the professional game or wherever it may be, and I'd be I'd be silly to turn it down. So it's obviously an ambition, but not one that's on my radar quite this quite this year. Do you also hope, uh, selfishly, that I see you back in the uh, football league managing as well? You never know; it could be Wickham. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Never know. But like I say, I've been down to Wickham once already, so I moved down there. So why not move down there again? Eh? Brilliant. Yeah. Well, Gary, thank you ever so much for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely no worries. I hope you all stay safe and and well. And hope when you get back into the football, I hopefully get down and, and watch a game or two. Hopefully in the championship, if you carry on going the way they're going, amazing to see. <laughs> Uh, where the football club's moved on to. So hopefully see you down there, Adams Park, sooner rather than later.